ladies and gentlemen, all rise. We are back for a special bonus episode of The Devil's Due. Thanos demanded our silence, but we will be silent no more. We will rise up, throw our fists in the air, and talk about Infinity War. It's time. If it's, you haven't gone yet, man, don't listen. Okay, full on disclosure here. Spoilers. Spoilers. This is a spoilery, spoilery episode. So if you have downloaded this episode inadvertently and you're just like, I'm going to put it on my drive to work. No, 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 no. Yeah. If you haven't seen it Infinity falls. War yet, if you have not seen Infinity War yet, you stop this right now. Right now, mister. Knock it off. And you go see Infinity War, then come back. Then come back. And yes. then bring, we'll, be, we'll be here waiting for you. We're, we're here. With with arms wide open. Slow down with the Creed talk here. I mean, I didn't think of it when I said it, but now they mention it. Oh, you had to ruin a good thing. You deserve that. Scott stepped dead yet? I mean, do we care? <laughs> I mean, dude, the guy's a human being, so yes. Is he, though? Yes. I mean, technically. Stop. Okay. I think he is. <laughs> no, I don't think he's dead. <laughs> All right. Okay. We've spoken way too much about Scott Stephen Creek. <laughs> we fulfilled the quotient for that conversation for the entirety of the show ever. The show is not going with the way I thought it was going to go, Carl. Yeah, right from the outset. It's just the, the brain, it, it doesn't function the same way it did before last Thursday. No. No, it does not. We we are in uh, uncharted waters here, man. Uh, I'm I'm... Look, I'm going to just come out with it up front. It, it, it's it's almost underselling it to say that this is the culmination of a decade of movies. It's almost underselling it. It's understating the fact that this really is... It's, it has all built to this. Yeah. And with all of that under consideration, with as, as overstuffed as you might think this movie is going to be... So many characters, so much to get in there. You'd think, man, I I don't know if they can pull that off. Oh, let me let me tell you something. It was incredible. Yeah. It was mind-blowingly incredible. I can't believe that it all works as well as it does, and I can't believe they pulled it off. Yeah, the way they kind of pulled the whole tapestry together, and like, they're going back to phase one. Yep. Resolving things that were left unsaid, and just the way they did it is just, you see you see the parts on the floor, and you don't, you don't see the whole. You know it's supposed to be a bike at the end, but everything that's on the floor does not resemble what a bike could be. Mm-hmm. And just the way they assembled it and put it all together just is is un it's unprecedented, and it's become commonplace to talk about what Marvel's been doing for the past ten years. But I think this goes a long way to reminding us the complexity of what they have pulled off of a continuous story that's been taking place over the past 10 years. It's, it's, you, you said it like, I'll, I'll, I mean, full disclosure as a, as a standalone film, I do not envy anyone who has not seen any of the other movies. If you come into this cold, you might be like, I don't know what's 
going on here. And yeah. but here's the here's the thing. This isn't for you. This yeah, is it's not it's not meant to be that. This is for the people who who know these movies and have been waiting for it. And it's, it's oh my god, one hundred percent for the fans. Yes, it is, and it gives it gives the fans everything you ever thought you wanted and more, and stuff you didn't even know you wanted. Pairings I never knew I wanted. Yeah, Rocket and Thor, Rabbit. Okay. <laughs> It seems a little weird on paper. In execution, it's great. Yeah. It's amazing. Spider-Man in space with Doctor Strange and Iron Man. Seems weird. It's awesome. Sure. It's great. It, 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 I, I don't even know what to say. Like, it's so incredible how they pull it all together. And it really does all build to this. And they pay it off. Not only that... Even like characters who, let's say, let's take, for example, Doctor Strange. Yeah. I like Doctor Strange. He might have been my favorite character in the movie. Right. His movie was fine. Perfectly cromulent Marvel movie. That was better. Better better than cromulent. Yeah. But good, but like, you know, he's the newbie, right? Yeah. In Infinity War, he's awesome. Yeah. Like, he's better in this than he was in his own flick. Yes. He was was super awesome. I, I think that kind of comes with the baggage of an origin story maybe you're, yeah 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 now in this one we have a fully fleshed out fully trained sorcerer supreme capable sorcerer supreme yeah oh man he he does so much cool stuff in this movie it just it's like it's this movie does so much because like we've we've criticized obviously we've criticized dc in the past for being dark and, and joyless and whatnot and this is a dark this flick is, this is a dark movie but at the same time it keeps that marvel heart that is so central and so key to their success it has that heart that they know the moments of levity this one is not like a laugh out loud riot like the you know thor ragnarok and the guardians films have been and marvel films of late with the exception of black panther have gotten a little jokey yeah this one is not that this one goes back to the formula of moments of levity perfectly placed when they need to be yes so that film does not become too dark sure and that being said though you know uh the guardians though despite not being written by james gunn for the first time they sound like the guardians he helped out with with their oh, okay. scripting, well, he was brought in to kind of punch up their scripting a bit. Then, then he did a great job because they yeah. look and sound and feel just like they should. Yep, and they do give you that levity. Drax, dude, <laughs> you can't see him. How Dave Batista doing his best, John Batista. Cena. <laughs> I booed this man. You did unmercifully you did i take it back dave take it all he almost steals the movie there are moments where i'm just like he 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 has so many memorable moments he does i won't go as far as say he stole the movie but he definitely yeah why is gamora (laughs) (laughs) i'm moving so slow that you can't see (laughs) oh my god oh man it's, it's just, I loved, 
I mean, you know, you know who you know who steals the movie. You know who owns this movie. You know who has their I've, seat in his back. I got back a name in my head. Who, who, who? Tell me. Thanos. Ah, well, I, I was Thanos. thinking on the hero side, but yes, it is. This is Thanos' yeah. movie for sure. And <clears throat> we've kind of we've kind of rolled our eyes at the whole Marvel villain problem in the past, and because yes, the Marvel in the in past Marvel films, the villain has been weaker as compared to some other genre films like that. And we've said it's because Marvel chooses to emphasize the hero. They right. Don't focus on the villain. There's a reason that Heath Ledger is the primary thing you remember from the Dark Knight. There's a reason that Jack Nicholson is the primary thing you remember from the 89 Batman or Gene Hackman from the 77 Superman. I mean, notice I'm not even going into modern DC films. I'm just using those as a prime example. Um, this film not only is Thanos's, but the Black Order. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Ebony Maw. That's kind of like the Doctor Strange counterpart guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He oh, I wanted more of him. I loved him. Just the way he was just kind of He's a fully indoctrinated minion of Thanos. Yeah, he's doing the dirty he's work. He's like kind of a, a shadowy version of Doctor Strange where sort he of. is somewhat sorcery, but he's just much stronger. Um Proxima Midnight is the- a great character. They're they're identifiable faces for the Avengers to punch. Yeah, but there's more to that though because I wanted more of them when when they kill Ebony Maw. I was like, oh no 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 no. Well, we said spoilers. We're gonna be <laughs> folks. If you haven't heard us before, spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Um, if when they killed him, I was like, oh no, he was. I was enjoying him so much. I want to see throughout what happened and. Like uh, Proxima Midnight. The other two I could maybe take or leave. Okay. Uh, but those, the Avenue Maw and Proxima Midnight were were really, really cool. Um, but yeah, the second Thanos shows up on the screen and hands Hulk his green butt. Yeah. Kills we, we establish Loki. We establish very quickly Thanos is, uh, uh, is not to be trifled with. Like yeah. it's, it's one thing to raid the Asgardian ship that we last saw in Thor Ragnarok. And leave it, you know, wasted with all the Asgardians dead. Uh, that's one thing. But when you take down the Hulk as your Easily first big move, take down the Hulk. You have established that you are not to be messed with. Um, that was kind of shocking, actually. But it, you know, it also is kind of smart from a narrative standpoint because, you know, we have to. Uh, the Hulk is a little, you know, he's so powerful that he's almost like a catch-all. Yeah, like. Throw the Hulk at him, you know? Well, we can't, because they, so they basically established that he's stronger than yeah. the Hulk. Not only did they establish that, they established that in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. So let's get back real quick. You said something really quickly. Um, um, Loki. You think that's it for yep. him? That, oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I know I've had four movies with Loki bouncing around. Five? Yeah. Well, again, three Thors, two event, three Thors, and the first Avengers, essentially. First Avengers, and the three Thor movies. Yeah. Is it wrong that I feel like he he, even though I've spent a lot of time with him, and I I feel like he could have got a better send off. I think that's the point. Okay. I think what that opening scene establishes is that. Nothing is safe. Nothing is safe. Yeah. Everything is on the table for sure. what could possibly happen. Kind of like going back to, you know, extremely show relevant in Daredevil season one when they killed Ben Yurk. 
a character we know to be alive and well to this day in the comics. Yeah. But that's for kind of establishing that this is not what has come before. Oh, at, at the same time, though, therein lies the slight problem of using the Infinity Gauntlet as as part of a story structure. Yeah. We'll, because, we'll talk about that. Yeah. The way the gauntlet works. Who knows? Who knows? Right. Right. Um, but yeah, Thanos fully realized in this film, uh, James Rowland's performance is spectacular. You don't even like, you don't see Brolin really. He like, you see him in the face a little, a bit. little bit, but they yeah. did a hell of a job yeah. with the, with the kid, with the performance capture. Like he's, He's great, and I don't get the impression looking at it on screen like I'm looking at a CGI purple man. No, like I very maybe one instance or two where I I'm cognizant of that. It looks great. He looks like a fully realized character. Another thing we're kind of gonna talk about a little later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, one of the things that Marvel's been very smart about doing, in which they mine the source material, the comics is making necessary changes to make for a better film viewing experience. Sure. Perfect example, Age of Ultron. All they used was the title. Because had they borrowed anything from the Age of Ultron comic, would have been extremely bad. Um, One of the things they changed from the Infinity Gauntlet comic in this was Thanos' motivations. It's a subtle change, though, if you think about it. In the comic, his motivation is strictly to win the heart of Lady Death. He's in love with death. He wants to woo her. So he does that by wiping out half the population of the universe. Um, We have no lady death character in this film, which I think is good. Um, And his motivation is basically he's a galactic racial ghoul. The, the universe can only support so much life sucking from it. So in order to balance things out, he wants to wipe out half the population and he knows the infinity uh, stones being brought together can enable him to do that. Now, let me let me throw this plot hole, air quoting, at you. Okay. And I'll I, I will I will give you my spin on it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. If he gets the Infinity Gauntlet, why wouldn't he just make the universe bigger or have to give the universe more resources? Just double double everything so that everybody can live. That's the plot hole that's being bandied about right now on the interwebs. Because he's a bad guy? Basically, yeah. yeah. Because despite despite his noble intentions and um, you know, despite the fact that he thinks he's right, uh, at the same time, that's all well and good. But I think at the end of the day, dude just wants to kill people, which yeah. he has done en masse before mm-hmm. he even gets the gauntlet. Yeah. He's got no problem with t- killing people. But you see a lot of in Thanos what we saw, you know, most recently in Killmonger, a uh, point of view that you know taken one way or another can be seen as correct, and a certain level of compassion, especially when they flushed out his backstory with Gamora. Sure, um, you see the events in which you know Thanos adopted Gamora, and you know what what happened on her world with him wiping out half the population there. Um, he's not he's not a villain that you necessarily hate just not at least not until the end sure till like he's really starts going through with what he wants to do um 
But yeah, he just, he was just incredible in this film. Fully realized uh, it's his movie in a, in a way. He yeah. is he's the main character of the, of the film. Um, they had a lot of work to do to kind of get there because all we've seen of him so far are like glimpses, yeah, a smile, a couple lines in the first Guardians flick, and mm-hmm. that's and then that one scene where he says, "Fine, I'll do it myself." When he gets the gauntlet, that's yeah. it. So they had a lot of work to do to build him up and say, "Okay, here's who this guy really is." Here's his motivations, and by the way, we want you to care about him too, and they do it. Yeah. Still not crazy about um, armorless Thanos. Fair enough, but at the same I would time... I would have liked to at least still seen the shoulder armor, yeah, the, yeah. the chest piece and whatnot. You want to take off the helmet, fine. It, it was something like, this is cool and I'm loving it. At the same time, by the like time... he shows up in it. He does. And you get the flashbacks with him in it too. Yeah. But I think... From a story standpoint, once he has the, je- the the stones, he just doesn't care anymore. Like, why should why why bother being showy? Like, I, I, he doesn't need it. I know, but still, I know it's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's let's talk about the experience of watching this film in the audience because it was unlike previous Marvel experiences. There was a sense. At least on my part, there was a sense of unity in the audience. You felt the feeling of, we've been doing this for 10 years. We've all come here together. And when things popped on the screen, it got pops from the audience. Everyone reacted to the things you would think that they would. But the other thing with that, though, is that this movie does things unexpected and gives you big moments that you never saw coming or 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 it builds to them and then executes them with such perfection that that audience went nuts dude yeah at several points in the film yep and the what is i think unarguably the biggest surprise of the film which is not even a major part of the film but easily the biggest surprise if you were to tell me make a list of what my top 10 surprise things I think are going to happen in Infinity War, this would not even have entered my mind. Oh? Whatever could you talk, be talking about? The Red Skull! Red Skull shows in this up, movie. man. Now, I learned earlier today, thank you to my friend Jim, I sent you the article earlier, uh, not Hugo Weaving. I knew that almost right away. Yeah, well, it was recast. It sounded a lot like Hugo Weaving. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought that like Hugo Weaving was just approaching the role like, this guy has been in this place since, you know, Captain America won. So for 70, 80 years. Yeah. So obviously maybe his accent has faded over time or whatnot, but this very good facsimile of Hugo Weaving. But it was not Hugo Weaving. But just the Red Skull shows up. Red Skull's still bopping around somewhere, man. And he's been, he's like kind of caretaker of the Soul Stone. Yeah. And just like where... Like, I thought going in that the the Soul Stone was going to be the final piece. Yeah, and it's not. I thought, like, the whole movie was going to be there trying to get the Soul Stone. Right, and I thought it was going to be, I think I've said it on the show, maybe I didn't. I figured the Soul Stone was going to be the source of Wakanda's energy yeah. and magic and all that stuff. Because the way they played it in Black Panther in the film, that made sense. Sure, sure, and we're totally wrong. <laughs> yeah, we're totally wrong. So the Soul Stone is on a planet. Yep, Vormir or something like that. I'll just say Boromir, the guy from Lord of the Rings. So. Uh, sure. Um, 
And so Thanos has Gamora. She knows where it is. She knows where it is. He takes her to the planet, and there's a caretaker there, and the caretaker is the Red Skull. Yeah. And the audience silently popped extremely well, There was hard. a gasp. There was a the whole audience, us included. Yeah. I never thought I'd see the skull again, honestly. Yeah. We're like, just like, oh my God. Now, just... I don't want to get too ahead of the game, but do you think that's how significant do you think his reintroduction is without getting too ahead of the curve here? I'm going to say, I think it's a seed. Yeah. Oh, I agree. The groundwork for, I don't, I'm not sure. Like I would flip a coin right now and say if they had plans to bring him back, whether or not they did or didn't, but they want to make sure that the, the path is there. If they want to bring it back, because I know that in the past, and this was another thing that was a big surprise that led to the surprise since Iron Man two, Marvel has been very anti recasting. Like if you're cast in a role, that's your role. And that's what like you're going to, yeah, you're going to do. Like if, even if like they have someone in one of the television series or whatnot, they're not going to use that actor in a different role in the films because, no, you exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's your role. So that was kind of a lot of the surprise that led to being Red Skull because we knew Hugo Weaving didn't want to do it again. He hated the role the first time around. Um, yeah, see, Hugo, buddy. Well, I think it had more to do with the makeup than anything else. Again. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. You won't do this again, but you'll do Megatron in a heartbeat. Well, all you got to do is show up and talk, but, yeah. you know, still, the point being, uh, buddy, pal, go, go, why don't you go ask uh, uh, Terrence Howard about what we do with people who <laughs> don't want to play play nice with Marvel. We'll, yeah. we'll Don Chilia. <laughs> we'll Chilia. We'll Chilia. Like that. Oh, man. So, yeah, Red Skull being there, I mean, definitely plants the seed for a return but, I've got thoughts on that, so we'll talk about that later on. Um, I mean, so, we're there. We might as well talk about it. Well, no, there's, it's all going to come to where do we go from here, and I don't want to get there yet. Yeah. So where let's, do we go? Um, man, oh, man, oh, man. We're, Cap's, Cap's uh, entry to the screen got a huge reaction. Oh, uh, I, was, I was shouting and, and clapping with everyone. The dude just walked on the screen, and we're just like, okay. Cap's here. Yeah. There's that literal sense of, okay, Cap's here. Things are going to be okay. Is, now, let me, let me just... Isn't that amazing? It really is. Isn't that amazing? It, it speaks a lot to the performance yes. and how the character has been yes. structured. That just him appearing on the screen gives you a sense of relief. Yeah. Dude, they, man, Chris Evans and those Cap movies are so good. He has that presence. When he showed yeah. up, it was just like... Cap's here. Yeah. It's okay. He's going to save the day. Stuff's mm-hmm. going to go down. Cap's got it under control. Like that, it, it all hits you at once. Just by him walking from the shadows into the light and you see Captain America and you're like, all right, cool. Yeah. That's incredible. Like that's amazing to me yep. that, that, that they pulled that off. That's, pfft. oh my God, as a Cap fan, warms the cockles. Yep. Um, and just like the, uh, the scene with Wanda and Vision. See, the one Vision thing was, I don't want to say it's forced, but 
we know it as comic fans, so we accept it on screen. I didn't feel it was forced at all. I felt like it was a, to me it was a very warm scene. It was done really well. It's done well, but it's also like they weren't really together at the end of Age of Ultron. You know what I mean? And yeah, but there was definitely alluded to in Civil War. It was they a, did a lot of that developing in Civil War. Yeah, but here, here they are now, like together, together, and it was kind of like, oh, okay, well, here we are. I, that was the only pairing or or relational thing that I felt like I wasn't as invested in character wise. That's all. I was still. It was like, fine. Yeah. It's totally. It's totally fine because they execute it really well, especially later on when she has to, you know, make the decision to destroy the soul, or the the, the mind, mind stone. stone. So I mean, it all works. I'm just saying, in terms of the uh, the primary characters, they were kind of like, yeah, you know, they're there. It's cool. It's cool. They're there. I'm not as invested in them as I as with everyone else. Yeah, on screen. So um. And folks, as usual, we're gonna we're gonna be jumping around a lot of this. So Hulk gets sent back. Heimdall with his last ounce of strength, man, sends sends Thor to Earth to or sends Hulk to Earth to warn them. Yeah, and he crash lands in the Sanctum Santorum and reverts back to Bruce Banner. And spoilers, Drew, that's the last we see of the Hulk through the rest of the movie. We get partial glimpses but hulk don't want to play no more banner's trying to get him to come out and you can tell hulk is scared hulk is frightened hulk has hulk has been well think of it this way hulk is the strongest thing that there is that he knows of anyway Hulk was like mike tyson who just ran into buster douglas hulk shows he's on another planet where he's a gladiatorial king he 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 is the man yeah now we Faces a guy who hands him his lunch. Yeah, it's not even a contest. No. Hulk, Hulk's scared. Yeah. It, it's weird. And so, and here's where a lot of the interesting dynamic that I was looking forward to how it plays out starts to take place. Because Bruce Banner is back on Earth. Yep. The last time Bruce Banner was on Earth, everybody was one big happy family. And they're not anymore. No, they're not. Yeah, the Avengers broke up. So... Doctor Strange's trip to the deli gets interrupted <laughs> by Banner crash landing, and then um, they go to get Tony. Yep. And this is the first time Tony has ever met Doctor Strange. The dynamic between these two is fantastic. Doctor Strange has no time for Tony's nonsense, really. No, he really doesn't. How, do you, we have fit someone, that, how do you fit that head inside a helmet? Because we have someone who is just as smart as Tony, albeit in different areas. Yeah. Um, and when you get two people that smart together, they're either going to work well together or they're going to butt heads. And they do. Yeah. And they do. So Tony kind of tells Bruce, like, everything's happened. The Avengers are disbanded. Cap and I had a huge falling out. But now, like, Bruce is like, we ain't got time for that. Yeah. You don't understand. Yeah, your little beef doesn't matter. We're all going to die. Just call him. (laughs) Just call him on the phone. I love how Tony's frustrated that he has to use a flip phone. Yeah. (laughs) It's like so, so aggravating for him to use his outdated technology. And it's also in that moment of holding it, though, it's you could tell he just he's his ego will not allow him even in the face of, of galactic death. He won't, he can't make the call. And fortunately, though, well, unfortunately, they are interrupted in mid before he can make right. the call. The 
the the the Black Order show up. Ebony Maw and the the Hulk with an axe. Yes, dude. they show up. Um, yeah. Then we get our first great fight scene, and we get Tony's new armor. He's got some new armor. The, the nanotech. nanotech armor. Interesting in concept. One of the things I bumped up against in execution from a visual standpoint. Could have spent a little more money on that. Yeah. Because <laughs> not so much the times when he had the helmet on, but the times when he didn't have the helmet on. Okay. Very green screeny. Uh, you could tell that he was wearing a suit and they just painted yeah. over him. I was just like, Tony, just put put the helmet back on, Tony. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Put the helmet back on. Yeah, same thing with uh, with the Iron Spider suit, I felt. Um, they could have spent a little more money on making those yeah. look realistic. So, speaking of our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Spidey! Um, a big fight breaks out, and there's a big ship hovering over the city, and as you've all seen from the previews... Uh, <laughs> Carl, there's... Carl, cause a distraction. <laughs> We're all gonna die! <laughs> Oh, it's so oh, awesome. I can't wait to see Ned again in the next Spider-Man. Man. And we get our Stan Lee cameo. He's the school bus driver. Haven't you kids ever seen a spaceship before? <laughs> yeah. Um. So Spidey swings into battle. Sure does. And it's just the the camaraderie, the, the repertoire is, is still there between those two characters. And just uh, throwing a Spider-Man into the mix just kind of adds to that. And they get on the ship. And, big surprise, I was okay with the reason he took off his mask. <laughs> because he was losing air. He was ah. going up higher and higher. He couldn't breathe and he took off his mask. So, Tony has the the Iron Spider suit that we saw at the end of Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Has Friday deploy it. It goes up to, and we have the, the classic, you know, Iron Man suiting up scene but we have it with spider-man which yeah is kind of annoying to me i'm not gonna lie um in this situation eh, come um, on and then we have you know tony tells friday send him home so the parachute ejects and he gets pulled off and for all we know spidey gets sucked off the ship while yeah. iron man's going inside nope spidey's still on the ship mr stark why does it smell like a new car <laughs> <laughs> oh stark oh it's great I got to say, man, the Iron Man, Spider-Man relationship. Now, we went into this thinking, you know, in, in Homecoming even, like, yeah, do we need that? Do we need Iron Man to be like the, so-? you know what I mean? Like, we, we, we kind of rubbed against that a little bit. As, as Here's the thing, though. In, the con- in this movie, it pays off because it pays off for Iron Man, that is. And yeah. and for Spider Man in a well, way, it gives us the the emotional beat at the end. Well, more than that, Tony's whole arc in this, to- Tony's whole arc over the last ten years is is actually pretty amazing if you really think about it. Like this is a character who's really gone through a lot of stuff, and his in his decisions and reactions to all the stuff have been the the, the driving force behind all all of this. Yeah, like. I mean, here's a guy who's still struggling with PTSD from the events of Avengers 1. Right. And that caused him to, I'm going to protect the whole world in Avengers 2. Yeah. And that blew up in his face. Now the world's safe and everything's cool. So he's like, okay, well, now him and Pepper are going to, like, get married and have a kid. So now he's got to be, like, Tony in dad mode. That's where Spidey comes in. Now, there's already a weird... uh, it's already been addressed that he's pulling essentially a child soldier into like civil war, for yeah. instance. 
it's a little morally weird, right? Yeah. More so now, he feels even more responsibility. <laughs> Batman's over in the corner like, you call that a kid? Right. <laughs> I, I hook him younger. And that's kind of like, that's kind of what, uh, in, in Homecoming as well. Like, Tony Stark's like, I, you're a kid. I can't, you can't be out there doing this stuff. And you're going to get hurt. You're going to die. Yeah. I can't. I, it's, I, it's you know. still it's still a dynamic I bump up against again, only because Spider-Man is my favorite character, and he has become the character that he is predominantly on his own, sure. learning his own lessons. Um, so I'm not crazy about the Peter Tony dynamic. He's still. I see what they're doing in the films. He's still independent enough where he can still do that. I think because he's still very young. He's still just a kid. Yeah. And looking ahead, we get the beat at the end where that father-son thing like kind of hits in a big way. Yeah. I mean, dude, let's just go out and say it. Like Tom Holland out of all those out of everyone that gets uh spoilers, snapped away out of existence. Tom Holland like sells the hell out of it. Yeah. And that one pretty much got everyone in the theater like spider-man like yeah and it hits tony hard because that's this kid that he's been trying to protect that he brought into all this and he couldn't protect him how the hell if he can't protect this kid with powers how is he going to protect an infant back home tony's art dude is is really yeah it's really something um but yeah, Spider Man dude was just great in this movie. <laughs> Tom yeah. Holland is so Remember good, that dude. Really old movie, Alien. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you no more pop culture references. I love it. I love it. I'm so, Doctor Strange. Oh, he's in our made up names. I'm Spider Man. <laughs> I mean, you see it so many times in the in the commercials and the trailer, but it's still it still works when you see it on the screen. It works because that's it's that's Spider Man. But the, 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 it, it does work, but at the same time, put your damn mask back on. That's fine. Put the mask but in the back context, on. the context of that scene, it's fine. I don't care. Put the mask back. He's on. got the dialogue down to a science. It's great. He's got all that Spidey dialogue. So good. It does and it's fine. You know what I did kind of bump up against though when they get to the planet that yeah. the ship was going to, and they have the classic uh, comic book tradition of when heroes meet, they got to fight. Um, when the when the fight ends and and. Star Lord Peter well, Quill. Spoilers, is the holding, Guardians show up, yeah. Yeah, the Guardians show up, and the fight ends, and Star Wars and Peter Quill is like holding the, the gun to Spider Man's head. Um, last I checked, granted, he's only half human. He, he doesn't have super strength. Uh, Peter, you do, and enhanced reflexes. Um, maybe not be boy hostage? Nah, no, just me. It's, Listen, it's Spider-Man fine. is the character I'm going to be most critical of in all these films. He's still he's still young. He is learning his place. He Too will he, he 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 starts off in the comics as a high schooler. Yes, and he graduated high school well before even issue 100 of the original Amazing Spider-Man run. This is his he second was a high schooler for like five seconds. This is his okay, correction third movie appearance. It's. He's going to get there. That's why they cast a kid, because they want him to grow up as Spider-Man. It's going to be fine. Anyway, Thor pairs off with Rocket after meeting the Guardians. Rocket and Groot. Rocket and Groot. Adolescent, teenage, rebellious Groot. (laughs) Who just has zero Fs to give. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty funny. Groot just doesn't care at all. (laughs) Um, Do you kind of miss OG Groot? I do. Yeah, me too. Me too. I hope they get back to him eventually. Well, 
they've said that it's a whole new Groot. But yeah, I, but you know what I mean? New, yeah, yeah. Adult yep. Groot. Yeah. Uh, the Rocket Thor pairing, man, is 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 too good. It's just fantastic. The whole Guardians' reaction to Thor. <laughs> just Chris, like, Chris Pratt posturing. <laughs> Not today, sir. <laughs> Yeah. It's like he a pirate. He's like an voice? angel with a, a pirate. He's like a pirate angel. He's <laughs> like a, a baby. pirate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, that that kind of quirky band. It kind of goes off and does its own thing. Uh, just they found a way. This is insane. They found a way to pay off Rocket's two film obsession with prosthetic limbs and yep. and. Th- what was that the plan all along i have to know like did someone along the way be like so james in in eventually in thor ragnarok thor's gonna lose an eye so and when you're scripting guardians one we're talking five years down the road here (laughs) could you put in a line about rocket stealing someone's eye could you you do do that? that i mean it's so good it's crazy it's insane and then he meets bucky of course later on Oh, oh, I got a match made I gotta in have, I got to have that arm. <laughs> I got to have that arm. Is that gun for sale? How much for the gun? He just picks up Rocket and basically uses him as another gun. Oh, my God. It's so cool. It's, it's just all so cool. And can maybe the best use of Peter Dinklage ever? Um, I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I couldn't tell you. But Yeah, I, I mean, mean, obviously, his Game of Thrones performance is much more dramatic. That was surprising. They kept that under wraps. And it, yeah, they, it came out that he was in the film, but I just thought he was like maybe voicing one of the right. Black Order. Right. But no, he's Peter Dinklage is a giant troll in this movie. Peter Dinklage is little? No, no. Peter, Peter Dinklage is big in this yeah. movie. Peter Biglidge. Peter Biglidge. Um, and he's great in it. And I just love seeing... <laughs> But you're going to die. Well, something about it, like, yes, that's that's what death means. You'll be dead. <laughs> oh, it was so great. Thor. Yes. Can we talk about Thor for a minute. Yes. This very interesting art this, this is like when you said whose movie do I think this is? Before you said Thanos, I was thinking of heroes. Yeah. This is Thor's movie. Is on the hero end, yes, it's very much Thor's Thor movie. Thor gets to be a god in this yeah. movie. Like, he... Thor is in this flick. Yeah. We we see Thor confronted. We, we have two characters who are confronted, who are traditionally used to being able to just punch their way out of problems. Right. Hulk and Thor. And we see their reaction to a problem that they cannot punch their way through. Hulk's reaction is to hide, be scared. Thor's reaction is to push forward, but there's you can still see the fear there. Like seemed- even when he's saying what he's going to do to Thanos, he does not sound he does not sound like he's even convinced. No, and there's that scene when he's talking to Rocket, talking about. Is that the scene you're talking about? When he's yeah. saying like what he's been through and what he's going to do and his plan, he like breaks down crying. He's like he's he's saying all the things he's going to do and how enraged he is and you know, but he's saying it flatly and brokenly. Like yeah. he is emotionally affected. He, his people are dead. All he has left is basically revenge. Like yep. that's it. And the we don't get 
we do and we don't get a new Mjolnir. But it's not Mjolnir. No, we get the Stormbreaker. Yes. Um, so that scene was pretty pretty cool. Now, granted, you, you could argue that they're just padding out the whole thing with him building it. Like, that's just set dressing. But at the same time, it is a d- demonstration of Thor... Of his power. He's got to reignite a star. Yeah. And he takes the full brunt of it to do to do this so they can make the, the Stormbreaker yeah. thing. He does that. In, in a super Jack Kirby-esque uh, machine, oh, yeah. by the way, which I yeah. thought was super cool. He, and then once he wields the Stormbreaker... By the way, Groot, big ups, buddy, for providing the handle. Thank, thank, yep. Good job. Thanks for putting your Game Boy down for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, when he comes back to Earth, dude, the theater went berserk. Yep. Because that scene is awesome it was the heroes are getting handled the black order unleashed like those those you know suicide hounds or whatever like yeah. you know minions essentially Great guys for heroes to punch right but more so the, more than the chitori which were like kind of humanoid these are like rabid rabid yeah, animals whatnot and yeah these things are just you know Rabbit animals. Fancier gray guys for heroes to punch. And That's pretty much what it is, and I'm okay with it's it. It's cannon fodder, but it's by design. Yeah. Um this time though, the heroes are basically getting handled. They're they're overwhelmed. Yeah. They're they are being overwhelmed. Wakanda's being overwhelmed. Not good. And when things are at their most desperate, Thor comes back and it was people went crazy. Yeah. That is like the hero shot of hero shots. Like, oh man! And then even uh, doesn't doesn't a, a banner go like, oh, you're all so screwed now? Yes. <laughs> and I love the moments where Cap and Thor comment on each other's new hairstyles. Again, I, those, I, I see you've taken. I see you've grown a beard. My beard. Again, those perfectly placed moments of brief levity that gets you to kind of forget. The direness of their situation. Yeah. Um, we we return to Wakanda. We do. It feels like we were just there. But we're back. Like we were just there. And we're so happy to be back. Um, some great scenes here. Um, Captain Bucky get to reunite. White Wolf. White Wolf. Uh, so happy for see Sebastian Stan back. Although ultimately he didn't do a lot in this film. It's I mean, okay. It's yes, okay. the characters are in the film. They're not all going to get equal... Uh, share of no, the action. But everyone gets something to do. Yeah. Black Panther gets something to do. Shuri gets something to do. Yep. Everybody gets something to do. The We even have a return, a return of Thunderbolt Ross. Ross shows up in this movie. Like, man. And it's not forced or anything. It's like, no, no. It's like, you know, him and him and Cheadle are having an argument about Cap and, and yada yada. It's, dude, of Cap course. shows up. Yeah. And, and there's Cap. Um, the... the I knew they weren't probably going to spend a lot of time on it, but it was still a, a sweet moment. The the reuniting of Bruce and Natasha. Brief. That's all I needed. Yeah. Because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's still done. That's still an angle that I didn't care for in Age of Ultron. It was it was something they tried. I'm I'm fine. I'm I you know I, I'm a sucker for characters who are traditionally not who traditionally don't get a happy ending finding happiness. That's fine, but I just don't like the way they... I was fine with it. I got a lot fine. of response with Age of Ultron. To, to quote you, it's fine. It, it's fine, but you know what? They had their moment. Okay, move on. Move along. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, we go back to Wakanda. Um, so many things happening at the same time, but it flows so seamlessly. It really does. Now, Thanos though is just laying waste, right? Yes, he goes to the, the part with the collector dude. That was awesome because that scene comes to the point in the movie when you're not really you've seen some of what the, what what Thanos can do with like the reality stone. Yeah, that scene was like. Here's what I can do with the reality. Yeah. Here's what you're really up against here. And some really cool throwbacks to the Infinity Gauntlet comics. Yes. With what he does to Drax, turning Turn him into him cubes. Into, yep. And what he does to, to Mantis, turning her into like ribbons. Yeah. Um, and Gamora made Chris Pratt or Star-Lord promise to, you have to kill me if Thanos gets me because she knows where the, yeah. the Soul Stone is. And... In in like Peter Quill, people are people are ragging on him in this movie because something happens later. But it's like he's an impulsive dude who doesn't take things seriously. He's an emotionally stunted man, yeah. baby. Like that's his character. He realize the seriousness of the situation, right? Until it's too late. So by the time he realized, like, oh, wait, you number one, you were serious. I mean, you want me to kill you? Number yeah. two, I have to do this right now. By the time he realizes that, Thanos was already one step ahead. Bubble gun. Yeah. Surprise. Was, that kind of irked me a little bit. Did it? Because the bubbles were very clearly CGI. Oh, I didn't. I didn't and I was just like, really? I didn't care about we that We couldn't just make a bubble gun? It's a little less egregious than the uh, the fruit scene in Attack of the Clones, so I'll let it go. I'll let it slide. We're talking about a movies that are separated by... I'm lines. just saying. That's that's my that's my bar. That That is my... Okay. Alt, that's my outrage right. bar. You do better um, than that, you're okay, you're yeah. fine. Um, yeah, spoilers. They thought they were going to stop Thanos from having the reality gem. No, yeah. he, he's got yeah. it already. There's, you're, you're too late. Yeah, there's no stopping Thanos. Um, but we have, like, there's essentially two big Thanos battles. Um, there's the one on Titan. Yeah. Well, is it Titan? It yeah, is it's Titan. Titan. Yeah, it is Titan. Yeah, um, between Thanos and Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, Drax... Star Lord, um, Iron Man, Mantis. I think that's everyone. I think that's everyone. Yeah, Nebula shows up later, does she not? She does. Okay. Um, and there's there's a moment where it looks like they're gonna win. Not unlike the moment again in the Infinity Gauntlet comic, mm-hmm. where <clears throat> you know the there's a big fight that's ended, and, and it's the classic scene with Cap walking towards Thanos. And Adam Warlock gives Silver Surfer the nod, and Silver Surfer like accelerates to light speed and has a moment to snatch the glove off Thanos's hand, but he misses it just by like a like a fraction of an inch. Um, we have a moment here where the heroes are coordinated enough, and Mantis kind of has Thanos in like a subconscious yeah. state. And here's like another there's there's another little thing I bumped up against. Uh, the, and like, I kind of get it for storytelling purposes. Why not? The fact that Thanos apparently has to close his fist to activate the gauntlet. Yeah. Like I kind of get that and not, it's definitely not from the comics. It sim- simply responds to his will. Yeah, it's fine. I, I'm whatever. He's got so it. They're, trying, they're like matters. trying to stop him from closing his hand and they get to a point where they are pulling the glove off like peter and tony have yep you know him tied up and mantis has him kind of like almost subdued 
which I guess you can kind of make the argument of, okay, she can subdue a celestial, but you can't subdue Thanos. Thanos is brandishing the infinity gauntlet. Fair. Fair. I mean, fair. No, that's, that's good. Um, but yeah, and then Thanos, but Thanos, drops. He, he, so yeah, they almost got the, the glove off, but what Peter Quill does not know and that we saw previously. Yeah. He killed Gamora. Yeah, Gamora's dead. Yeah, as dead as you can be pre-snap anyway. Yeah. I was actually surprised by that because, number one, she's a, pri- she's a primary guardian of the galaxy. Yeah. Number two, it's kind of an unceremonious death for her. Like, it sells Thanos hard. Yeah. But I was I was surprised they would do that in this movie. None of the deaths came as a surprise to me. Okay. Going in, only because I knew what we were dealing with. No, I expected people to die, but Gamora was kind of a surprise. I just didn't expect her to yeah. to, to die that way, uh, especially that way. Yeah. Like, it is kind of unceremonious. Thanos just tosses her off the cliff. Now, granted, we do get the beat where he apparently did love her as a daughter, which is... Yeah, that kind of established su- that he legitimately loved Gamora as his daughter. Yeah, that was kind of surprising to me. More so, clearly, than he loved Nebula, who's his biological yeah. daughter. Yeah, that scene with Nebula being tortured, that's... That was heavy stuff, man. That's kind of rough. Yeah. Cool camera work, though. Yeah. How they... From the front, it looks like she's just hanging there. Then they yep. turn to the side, and she's, like, pulled apart. Oh, it was, that was pretty wild. Yeah. Um, So Gamora's dead, and Quill finds out about it. Mid... Beat down like of the Thanos. The worst possible moment they could find out. So and he if, can't contain his emotions. Yep. If if Quill helps out to get the gauntlet off his hand, you know, we... Maybe nothing happens. Maybe nothing happens, but... Alas. Tis not to be. And then in the battle that ensues, we had a fake-out moment with Tony Stark. Did we not? Um, he gets impaled, remember? Yeah, Thanos. well, we had the fake-out mo- There were a couple of fake-out moments. Kind of going back further, Doctor Strange, when everyone's talking, he's kind of off to the side, and he is in a trance. Yep. He's doing the classic Doctor Strange, sitting cross-legged, yep. floating in the air. I love it. And the green energy flowing around him. And Doctor Strange went and traveled to 14-plus million different timelines in which these same events are taking place. To find if there are any timelines in which the good guys won. Drew, how many do you find? One. One. So, initially... He, he goes from saying, before they even get to Titan, I will do whatever it takes to protect the Time Stone. Yeah. I will throw you, Iron Man, under the bus. I will throw Spider-Man under the bus. I will lay down your lives to protect this. Yes. He goes from that to... Here you go. Yeah, gives... Tony is but, is stabbed. Yep, Tony is impaled. I thought that I like I thought that was it for Tony. I was like, "Oh, here we go." But, you know what? Here's and this is this is you're going to laugh at this, but maybe not. I knew though after they as soon as he got stabbed, a million things flooded into my brain. And one thing that flooded into my brain was this is not the you, you can't fake me out. Yeah. Here's why. You're smarter than JJ Abrams, Marvel. <laughs> You're smart enough to get your mains back together before any of them have to shuffle off. You're not going to kill Iron Man before he gets his moment with Cap again. 
Yeah. You're not going to kill Iron Man until the primary Avengers are back together for one last scene, at the very least, together before anyone has to die. Yeah. J.J. Abrams. Han. Dying. It makes his Luke. death all the more tragic. I know. I'm just saying. So that took that 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 that's what entered my brain. I'm like, no, they're not going to do that. Marvel's going to. Yeah. Here's the thing with Marvel. I didn't. They're going to get. They are going to give us those moments. It. They are. And it. It kind of annoyed me that we didn't get a brief glance of like Thanos using the Infinity Stone to heal Tony because the next scene we just see Tony spraying nano like, stuff. CO2. In- oh, okay. Yeah. Now I didn't think of that. Nano. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To kind of save himself. But, yeah, the condition that he gave the stone to Thanos, though, was you have to let him live, and I'll give you the stone. Why do you think that was so important? I think that is in the scenario that Strange saw in which they won. I think... This is going to come back to Tony Stark at some point. I think Thanos getting the full Infinity Gauntlet is part of the scenario where the guys win. And what tipped me to this was at the end... When people are fading from existence, everybody who fades from existence has a look of fear and agony on their face, except Dr. Strange, as if he knew it was coming and was resolved to the fact that this is what had to happen. Consider what he says uh, when they're on Titan, and after he gives the stone and everyone's freaking out, like, what did you do? What did you do? And he just calmly says, we're in the end game now. Like, plain as day. Like, this is this is happening. Yep. He knows what's up. Yeah. Or at least he knows what has to happen for them to win. And that is what had to happen at that moment. Yeah. So hopefully they're on the path to victory. Hopefully. We'll see. Um, but yeah, we get we get back to Earth and Thanos shows up and kind of like back in the day when the Undertaker would walk into a, a battle <laughs> royal or something. <laughs> Dudes just started to get handed yeah, he handles everyone. Um, and Cap valiantly tries to stand up from stand up to Thanos. Nope, Thanos just punches him, cold cocks him in the face. No, got in my way. And the Vision uh, pleads with Wanda to destroy the destroy the stone. Yeah, destroy the Mind Stone. She does. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And you know what? I knew that the second it happened. Yep. Because I was just like, he's got the time stone. Yep. He's got the time stone and he's got the reality stone. Yep. Either one of these would be sufficient. Yep. He just rewinds time, plucks the, the stone right the stone out from Vision's head, uh, has the full infinity gauntlet. Thor has one shot. Yep. Kind of like, again, a call back to the comics with the Silver Surfer moment. Thor has one shot. He doesn't miss. He doesn't miss. He stabs Thanos in the heart with the Stormbreaker. But. But, in the words of of Red Leader from Star Wars, it didn't go in. Just impacted on the surface. No, he he got him, but it didn't kill him. Yeah. And Thanos simply says, he should have gone for the head. Yep. Snaps his fingers. And we cut to white. Yep. And then we have this like this moment where Thanos encounters Gamora. As a child. As a child. And Gamora asks him, like, did you do it? He's like, he's like yes, I, I finally did it. And, he's like, and she's like, what does it cost you? He said, everything. 
that shows us that he's aware of his actions. He's aware of the weight Mm -hmm. of his actions. And, you know, we kind of go back to earth and he's gone. He leaves and sure enough, one by one, people just start to fade, disintegrate. Yeah. Now it's just, it's, it's eerie. It's eerie. Heartbreaking. It is. Here's the, here's the funny thing. And I think this is where being a super fan and being invested in the, let's call it the behind the scenes happenings and, and the source and material, the source material and, and, and knowing what's in the pipeline, so to speak. Yeah. I wasn't crying in any of this. No, here's why. And you like, know, I'm an easy cry. Black Panther dies. Yeah. Right. He's one of the ones. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh my God. But then, but then my other brain kicks in and goes like, dude. Black Panther has made a billion dollars at the box office. It's for me. It wasn't. It wasn't even that. It wasn't even like the the outside the the work thinking. It was yeah. just of knowing how the Infinity Gauntlet works. Yeah, like I all guess, of this can be reversed. Of course it can. This is a moment though where I do wish I did not know as much as I know. Yeah. No, you're right. I, you're I right. wish I could have that that fan experience of just being like, oh my god, did that? Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. They're they're dead? They're gone? Because, what? Because I remember, and I was talking to someone about this, I can't remember who I was talking about, but I remember back in the day when the Infinity Gauntlet comic was coming out, and it was issue four where they had the big fight, when all the heroes showed up to um, attack Thanos, and he just dispatched them all with with very little effort. And what's even funny is like, he, I can't remember who he struck a deal with. He's like, okay, I'll give you guys like a 0.0001% chance of victory. I'll shut myself off from all the stones except the power stone. And they still got decimated. And it's the end of the issue and all these heroes are dead. You saw Iron Man's head go bouncing across the ground. <laughs> and I wonder if we'll get that scene. Like on. all of us are just like, how does this get resolved? How does this get fixed? Yeah. Like we're all like, you know, sitting on front porches theorizing, well, like, well, Marvel still has the rights to Transformers, so maybe the <laughs> Autobots are going to show up and and I I don't know. Yeah. There's still an element of that here because the key to resolving it in the comics was Adam Warlock, who is not even in these movies yet this no. cocoon was shown in guardians 2 and that's it yeah that's not how it's going to go this time around dude no uh like i said i think this is going to come down to iron man did you notice you and this is i, I know where you're going and this is an extremely valid point that i did not catch until you pointed it did out. did you notice that the avengers that survived the snap are the original avengers yep all the new ones are gone yeah the exception of roadie he's not original no, Rhodey's still there. Oh, he, he survived? Didn't, he didn't I'm disappear. sorry. Okay, I thought he did. Okay. But he's still like close enough to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Scarlet Witch, gone. Vision, dead. Yep. Uh, Black Panther, gone. Spider-Man, gone. Doctor did, Strange, gone. Did Rocket? Rocket's the only surviving Guardian. Okay. All the other Guardians are gone. Yep. Cap, Thor, Tony, 
Natasha, Bruce, Bruce, and somewhere on the farm, we presume Hawkeye. Yes. <laughs> Absent from this film, Hawkeye and Ant Man. And Ant Man. There don't worry. They'll be they'll yeah. be they'll be back. Yep. With a grand entrance, I'm sure. Yes. Um that's interesting to me. And that also tells me that this next one is gonna be the last ride, man. Yeah, I'm thinking like Hawkeye shows up because either his wife or his wife and kids are gone. Were, are gone. Yeah. And Clint's not happy. Sure. Um, I heard there was some speculation that he will be in his Ronin garb. Fine. New film. Whatever. This is interesting. Um, but yeah, I think here's, here's how I predict the ultimate ending part of the ultimate ending to play out. Of this movie or the next? Of the next. Well, look, hang on, before you get there, can we just pause for a moment and, and no pun intended, marvel at how they ended this movie? Yeah. Cap gets up and everyone's like, what, what's going on? What's going on? And then Cap, Cap just goes, oh God. Credits. Credits. Like. You're just like. Ugh. They lost. Yeah. And they end the movie. <laughs> nice moment. And again, nice callback to the Infinity Gauntlet comics before that. We see where Thanos is. He's on some lush He's on the planet. Farm. Yeah. He's on like in the original when when he loses in the Infinity Gauntlet comic, he's basically exiled to a farm where he finds contentment as a farmer. Well, he's looking pretty content here. I'll be although when he did the snap and used the gauntlet, the gauntlet like destroyed itself. And Thanos, like, got wrecked using it. Did you notice that? I didn't. When he uses it for the snap, the the gauntlet, like, crumples. And it, like, it hurts him. Like, it takes a huge... Yeah. Like, his, his arm looks, like, mangled. So, can it even be used again in the next movie? I have no idea. Like, it looks like it took a serious toll to even use the gauntlet the way he did. And that tells me that not anyone's like Cap isn't just going to show up yeah. and pick up the gauntlet and undo stuff because clearly it's it's going to require some power to to use it again yep. if it can be used again. Funny you should say that. Yeah, because I think ultimately how it ends. Yeah, is somehow it falls to Cap. Yeah, to undo everything, knowing it will kill him. Okay. Because, again, going back to what you said about wishing we didn't have that previous knowledge, Chris Evans has said he is oh, done yeah. after I, Avengers 4. I think everyone's done after the next one. So Cap manages to get control of the gauntlet and undoes everything Thanos has done. Kills him. Mm-hmm. And then as part of the epilogue, Tony gives Bucky the shield. Could be. I could see that, but at because the same time, that, that resolves. It, it does the issues between Tony and Bucky. Yeah, and it's clear, it's a clear passing of the guard. Yeah, and just. But consider this again. I think it's going to be much grander than that, but I think that's an aspect of it that could I be. Hope they do. Let me throw this at you. Here's a curveball. Given what I said, though, and what Doctor Strange said, you have to. This guy has to survive. I think it's going to come down to Thanos and Tony, somehow. I think somehow, some way, that's going to be the sacrifice. That's going to be the scene. I think, Tony's arc's got to close. I think Cap dies. 
Tony's arc closes, but he gets the happy ending riding off to Sunset with Pepper. I think he finally retires. I think he finally because uh, you I don't I don't, I don't know, think man. you can have both of them go. I do. I'll be honest. I I think it's gonna have to end definitively. Somehow. We'll see. I mean, it's I just, all. There's gonna be a lot from of theorizing from a story for stand. A year. It is oh, totally. This is this is all. This is all what we and call. We only have to wait a year. That's I know. I think uh, no. Doctor Strange needed Tony alive because Tony. It it's gonna come down to him. I just I just feel it. It's gonna come down to him in the end. It began with the, the look. The MCU started with Tony. This part of it, it's gonna end with him somehow. No, I can. I can see again. I could see either way. And now that I because right, because you can also say that Cap has made that sacrifice once before. Sure, you can you know make it again. Um, talking about the, the the power it took to wield the gauntlet, I wonder. I wonder, and just roll with me here. Somehow, some way, because obviously they can't keep him out forever. Hulk comes back, and Hulk has to wield the gauntlet. To do something, because he's the only one strong enough to actually yeah. use it. I'm not crazy about that. I'd be okay with it. I think the Hulk that they've they've built in these movies is a very worthy character. Or, his own, his, his, his or own right. yeah, there was there was a you remember the series What If? Of course. Every now and again, Marvel will kind of dust off and bring it back out, and there was a. There, there was a what if that involved the Infinity Gauntlet, and at so, some point, somehow, it ended up on Spider-Man's hand, <laughs> and then we finally, and again, we're just spitballing here. We're throwing ideas at the dartboards here. We finally have the line. It's like my uncle Ben always said, with great power comes great responsibility <laughs> demigod spider-man sure um maybe he ages himself up a bit skips high school you know stuff like that i don't i don't see it happening but <laughs> we have no idea yeah there's there's we don't know how it's gonna end post credit scene yes the f- getting back let's, let's to get tradition. Let's, let's just get right to it yep it, it, coming full circle it's a it's it's nick fury he's back yeah. and well, he's back for a little bit yeah and right before he can get you know shuffle off into dust he uses the cosmic beeper did you notice that it was a pager that's brilliant and who does he call carl captain marvel now granted you're gonna have to tell me why he didn't think to do that when the tutorial showed up there better be a good story reason for that i'm sure there will be. i'm sure there will be let's but for now so that was pretty exciting like okay here we go there was there was part of me that didn't rule out again it was that you know 0.00001 didn't rule out the possibility that when that beaver dropped to ground it was gonna either have like the name richards or a four because as much as we hear about, I know there's just as much we don't hear about. I know, I know. I would have loved that. 
Yeah. And I'm still, you know what? I'm still hoping that the they're- pop-off that would have happened in the theater. People would, have, the people would have lost their minds. And yeah. you know what? Let me tell you something. From from a wrestling standpoint, where I'm, you know, surprise returns are often the, yeah. the coolest thing in the world. If they could keep it tight-lipped, if they oh. could keep something like that quiet, I'm telling you right now, we, we've done this before on this show, where we have fantasy booked yeah, yeah. the future. If they can find a way in the next movie to wrap up the universe, to close the door- or reinvent it in a new reality or whatever, and they introduce the Fantastic Four, and they don't say a word to anyone about it, and they just do it on screen, people are going to flip. It's going to be insane. The the stinger to Avengers 4, just like, you hear black screen, or just space, space scene, you, you hear a voice. Master, the stones have been dispersed. The planet has no defense to you. Oh, I see what you're doing there. And then you just hear a much deeper, much mightier voice going, very good, my herald. Prepare my way. <laughs> and then you just see a silver streak head towards Earth. Yeah. Oh, oh. Stop making me want these things, dude. Come on. You're killing me here. Because I want that now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, we are incredible. We can dream. It we could. Can, it could happen. Could happen. We are in a world where we can't say it can't happen, or we can't. We can't say it's not going to happen. It could. This is the world we live in now. Okay. Or, hang on. or another thing. Another thing I mentioned to you. Mentioned you earlier. Hold on to your point. We'll get right back to it. Okay. Another thing I mentioned to you earlier. Something that happens, and it happened in the um, Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Hero cartoon. And it was such a cool thing when it happened. And I'd love to see him somehow incorporated in this. At some point, when Tony gets back to Earth, Tony reconnects to all the systems, everything. And he says, Friday, initiate the new Avengers protocol. Oh, yeah, you were saying and that. And then we see like just mess- automated messengers go out to like characters that we have not seen before at all that just get introduced in this movie. It's not say they need to have their own movie afterwards or what have you, but Marvel characters that have not gotten introduced before just get thrown into this one like screw it you could even like luke cage yeah yeah. have it go to luke cage because on a a scale like this luke cage is kind of the only one that makes sense that they would kind of tap from that whole Mm -hmm. like defenders verse whatnot Mm -hmm. uh moon knight uh uh ghost i don't know just surprise us without poo-poo without poo-pooing your point um I think, and this is a whole different... Because you know Stark knows about all these people. Yeah, yeah. Well, does he? Does, do, this, do the movies even care about these properties? I, I This is a whole separate point. I think they do. I don't think they do. Uh, the, the, the shows care about the movies, but the movies... <laughs> yeah, go play on TV, kids. Anyway, without getting crazy into that, uh, two things, two things, two points. Number one, first point before I get to my second point, which is kind of a diversion, but... A yeah. good place. A good place to kind of maybe bring things home. First point regarding the Fantastic Four and Fox and all that. Sony made a very public agreement and partnership with Marvel. Yeah. For Spider Man. Yep. And it was heralded as incredible, right? Yeah, I believe the deal is Sony gets all the box office fine, from Spider Man. Disney I'm not gets even, the merchandise. Not even worried about the particulars. Just the just the the, the rights to use Spider Man. Yeah. And that's Sony. And they're a, you know, they're still going. Mm-hmm. Fox, 
is in the process of getting absorbed by Disney. Yep. Marvel has said that they can't even touch that stuff until the ink is dry. So you're talking next summer at the earliest from what I've heard. Yeah. But here's the thing. Why, if they're going through the purchase order, right? Why couldn't they have already signed, since they're not officially owned yet, who's to say they couldn't have signed a deal like they did with Sony to use characters in their films, except this time they have not told anybody about it. They're not making a public stink about it. It's, I mean... Why... They're buying the company anyway. Yeah, I mean, they can definitely do that. I think for when they acquired Spider-Man, that's something you tell people about. Yes. Because people want to know that Spider-Man is coming home. Yes. For the Fantastic Four, I don't think you need to tell people. No. Just let it be a surprise. Yeah. Like, I think there are very few times I think Marvel could kind of wish they could kind of turn back the clock and change something. That's one I wish they could. Well, anyway, it got one, us here, though. It the, did get us the here. One, I think they, the pitch I think they really wish they could have back right now was when they when they announced this phase mm-hmm. and they announced the following Avengers film saying Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. Mm-hmm. Because the ending of this... the impact of the ending of this film is lost a little bit in that we know Avengers four was originally considered to be infinity war part two. Sure. So I think that's something that they could have, they probably wish they could have redo and not just call it, just call it Avengers four. Fair enough. We'll see what the title is going to be. I, I'm my money's on like Avengers assemble or Avengers assembled or maybe disassemble. But if that's how you're going to end this phase, disassemble is kind of a downer. So I think it's going to be something like Avengers assemble or something like that. And I think we'll actually get to hear cap say it in the movie next time. God. Anyway, this movie's so full of spectacle and, and, and just jaw dropping moments and character beats and it's all earned. It took a decade, yeah. but it's all there, mm-hmm. and it was worth all of it. Yep. Having said that, uh, here we go. My immediate thought when it was over, or as I'm watching it, and it, all my neurons are firing, like, how is all this possible? How is all of this on screen possible? Why do I care about it so much, and why does it work so well? And it's because they laid that groundwork for a decade. Yeah, they took the time with it. When the movie ended, I said to you, "Yep, DC, give up. It's over. You lost. You are the Avengers in this scenario. Marvelous Thanos. (laughs) And you have lost. It's not even worth the fight right now. And I completely disagree with that part of it. It's over. Uh, I don't. I don't think DC should should stop. I think they should stop trying to do a... A shared universe? Not so much a shared universe, but a connected storyline. Do one-off films here and there. Have them ex- leave the door open to cross over the characters. Don't worry about building to anything big. Don't worry about... Um, you know, big end of the phase Justice League films, things like that. Just do your characters, do yeah. one-offs, leave it a connected universe, but not a connected narrative. 
and just kind of go where that tide takes you because you're not going to compete with Marvel in that arena. You're just not. There's no, no, there's no chance. It's, it's over. They're still perfectly viable characters for making films out of. They can still make good films. They're just going to need to do some retooling. It's not, it's, it's not fair to compare them to Marvel because there's just no comparison. <laughs> no, that's my point. They've got to it's over. They've got to do their own thing. And maybe they will, but we live in a world where there was a Justice League movie and it is it doesn't even register in comparison to to Infinity War. It's not even it, it, in the words of Jules Winfield, it's not a ballpark. It's not, it's not the same. It's not even the same sport. <laughs> Maybe your method will make a difference for mine. <laughs> but, like... Movie making, foot massages. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It, it, dude, Marvel just delivered a master class. It was almost like saying, oh, you had a little Justice League flick, huh? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you did well enough tanking it on its own. But here, here's how we do this. Typically, when we, we I don't mean to pile on, but look what happened. Do you enjoy piling on? You love piling on DC. Look, look at it though. I know. Just look at it. I know. I'm the one who started calling it a dumpster fire. There you go. Still is a dumpster fire. It is. But things can be salvaged out of a fire. Good luck. It's over. Um, you can't go home. Nobody's disputing that it's over. I'm just saying they don't need to try and. There's no reason going forward for DC to try and compete with Marvel. Just do your own thing. But did, but fans are going to expect... They, that's part of the problem. Fans want the big connected interwoven universe. If they, if they're going to expect it. If you make a good film... Yeah. Look at look at Iron Man. Look at the original Iron Man. It's so there, hard. No, 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 no. There is no connected universe. There is no... Even up until the stinger, post credit stinger, it yeah. was a self-contained film. It was a good self-contained film, and fans went crazy. It was poor any of this. If you make a good movie, people will come. I'm not saying they won't, but I'm saying expectations are different now. Iron That's Man fine. happened in a vacuum before any of this was a glimmer in anyone's eye. And they can. We're you here know, now. People can have the expectations, but they'll still go to see a good movie. They will, but on the tip of their, in the back of their mind, they'll be like, but how are they going to do it? With how the ex it, people want this stuff. You can now. make, they want the universe. That's fine. And they can want all they want. You can make standalone comic book films without a connective narrative. It's so like I said, keep the universe connected. Keep the door open. There's no reason to not do that. Yeah. But you don't have to have a connective narrative. There's no reason to not do that. There's no reason, even though that this, you know, competition is for all intents and purposes over and has been over for some time. This is not, this isn't even the final nail in the coffin. This is probably final shovel of dirt on the grave. (laughs) The competition's over, but that's no reason for Warner Brothers to stop. They can try again. They can retool. You know what? If, if they had stopped, we never would have gotten 
arguably two of the best comic book films ever produced in Batman Begins and Batman or in The Dark Knight. If they had stopped, we never would have gotten those. But that's... No, And that, in, in and of itself, is still self-contained. That's pre-Marvel, though. We're in a post-Marvel... Again, we are in a post-Marvel existence. They have to... You're, it's been 10 years since we've been living in the Marvel existence. Yes. So the concept of a standalone superhero film now can be just as radical as the concept of a connected universe, connected narrative was 10 years ago. There's no reason for them to stop the genie's out of the uh, the genie's out of the bottle man i i they at the very least they need to what i would do shelf aquaman don't even release it i'm sorry i would put it all to bed that just doesn't make any business sense because you put i know it doesn't try to break even i know it doesn't make sense but in my in my mind put it all to bed i would go back to the war room and come no, out with I've a said, new plan. I've said that for, for everything. Even after this, you know, after this Avengers story, after Avengers 4 concludes, I'd like everything to kind of take a break for five years. We know it's not gonna. Yeah. But, you know, I'm fine with them putting it on the shelf for a little while, but I don't, I I certainly don't want them to quit. They they need to go back to the drawing board of in course, a big, we, bad that's way. nothing new. We've been saying that for, oh, for I know. a couple of years Oh, now. I know, but it's definitive now. The game is over. Yes, time, 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 time to go back to... nothing new, the, but like you telling them just to stop just doesn't... If you don't want to see DC films, that's fine. I, I still want to see these characters in films. I'd like to, but I have as, no faith that they're going to be able as, to top what I've seen. As much... As much as I've loved the Marvel films, I've loved the Marvel experience, none of them have given me the emotional response I still have to the original Christopher Reeve Superman. Yeah, I'm over that. <laughs> Infinity War pretty much put the, the cherry on top for me. Like, I'm over here. I'm on this camp because this camp shows me a good time and gives me everything I could ever want, and, and, and they don't insult me. That's fine. I like variety. That's fine. So normally after we do um, a Marvel film review, I usually ask you kind of where this film ranks. I think think with this one, it requires a second viewing just because there's so much to digest. It's high. I'll tell you that. Yeah. It's very high. I almost have to put it above almost everything else because it, 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 it is, it is the payoff. So yeah, um, I definitely want to see it again sometime soon before I can formulate that kind of opinion on it. But um, as we mentioned earlier, uh, we had a guest on our show earlier this week, uh, Mr. Dan Larson, and he was kind enough to stick around for a little bit longer to kind of give us some of his feedback on Infinity War. So now here's the the brief segment we recorded with Dan Larson of Toy Galaxy uh, and his thoughts on Infinity War. Okay, folks, we've been talking a lot about Infinity War. If you listened to our episode earlier this week, we were lucky enough to have Dan Larson of Toy Galaxy on, and he was gracious enough to stay a little bit after the interview because he had mentioned that he had seen Infinity War and was okay to talk about it. And as this is one of the biggest things that has ever happened in geek culture, who are we to deny a man who is generous enough to come on the show that opportunity. So please welcome back to the courthouse, Mr. Dan Larson. 
Hello again. <laughs> Hello again, Dan. Okay, we've been talking in Fanny War. We've been going back and forth about a whole bunch of stuff. What was just like? What was your take? What What was your your feels? Give us your your. How did this film hit you? Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and you know it's weird because as you guys know, going in, uh, I I you you can't help but try to figure it out before it happens, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and there's, I mean, since since Iron Man one, right? Like since we knew this is where this whole thing was headed, you're like you're trying to trying to solve this puzzle, put the pieces in place, and I I just could never get away from the fact that whenever the Infinity Gauntlet is in play, nothing's permanent, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like nothing's just, permanent. And it, like so, going into this movie, I'm thinking, I know that anything anything could happen. Time travel, character deaths, character creation, alternate realities, anything. Literally, anything is in play, and it, whatever happens by the end of the film, none of it is necessarily permanent. So while while there was some emotional impact to specific things that happened. I think a lot of that was tied more to the fact that I know that this era of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is coming to an end. The Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, you know, all these actors, all these writers and, and these characters that we've seen for the last 10 years. I know that that's coming to an end. I know that Captain America is is coming back in some form or another for the next 10 years. <laughs> right? It's just yeah. not necessarily going to be these people. So. The, the the things that happen, I think, impacted me in the real world more than they were impacting me in the narrative world because I know the Infinity Gauntlet is still in play. Do you feel like this is the Empire Strikes Back of the MCU? Because that's kind of where I've settled in after some uh, some time to think about the movie. Yeah, I think, I think it's a pretty fair uh, comparison, except for the fact that at the time... Uh, there was nobody knew anything about the world of Star Wars other than those two movies and all this stuff about contracts and yeah, you know, yeah behind yeah. the scenes you didn't know any of that stuff and and the stories that I've read about Harrison Ford uh, was that you know George Lucas knew he wanted to bring him back but Harrison Ford was like let's just keep him dead I don't really want to come back for Return <laughs> of the Jedi right so these conversations were happening but it's a different world now yeah. you know like it's not like you know, none of these actors whose characters, you know, didn't make it through the movie are going to be like, what if I just don't come back? You know, <laughs> like that's not going to happen, you know? Sure. And, and so, yes, I think there is a certain amount of Empire Strikes Backsness to it. But again, we all know, we all knew going into it what the Infinity Gauntlet is and what it's capable of. You know, the, at no point was there anybody thinking like, you know, you're walking out of Empire Strikes Back thinking like, oh, well, but what if they just time travel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if somebody just uses the reality stone and just changes it and then it'll be different? So I yeah, I kind of there's some of that, but it's almost like I know too much already to be that impacted by it. When when you saw it, like you you've mentioned that like how we know and us being of the of the geek persuasion for lack of a better term, we've read the comics and kind of know what the Infinity Gauntlet is capable of and what it does. When you saw it, did you see it with someone who was not necessarily a comic reader and only familiar with the films? And if so, kind of what was their reaction to it? Yeah, yeah, I did actually. My my younger brother took me to uh, to go see it, and uh, he's he's up on all the movies. He had seen all the movies, but yeah, yeah it, other than other than having me as a brother, <laughs> uh, he's never really, you know, been that into reading the comics and watching the cartoons and playing the video games and any of that other stuff. So, um, so yeah, the conversation we had immediately afterward was me sort of staying, saying, 
you know, like, yeah, but is any of this really permanent? You know, uh, that said, I fully expect a call from my mother, who's very into, you know, science fiction <laughs> and comic books. I expect a call from her, uh, you know, that's like, you need to explain some of this to me. What, <laughs> what, what happens next? You know, <laughs> They can't kill Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I've, is that is that what I really thought happened? <laughs> I, I had a, a bunch of people come up to me in the days afterwards who knew, who know, like they know I do the show and they know I'm very into the geek culture. And they're like, are, are they really dead? I'm like, yes, they're really dead <laughs> for now. Yes, <laughs> they are. I didn't even add that because I don't want to ruin that for them. Like I, I want, but even, and like you and I've talked about this, like, we know it's going to get resolved, but I just, I don't know how, because the original story, the key to resolving it was Adam Warlock. And they're not there yet. And he's, he's still baking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've seen that tease, uh, you know, that tease was at the end of guardians of the galaxy two, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, but it would be, it, it, again, it, this is, you know, trying to outthink the, the narrative, I find it hard to believe that 10 years of buildup in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be resolved by introducing a brand new character. I, I totally agree. Yeah. You know, this has to come down to Tony Stark. Yeah. And the movie Doctor Strange explicitly tells us exactly that. Yep. I'll give I'll give you the time stone if you save his life. Doctor Strange just saw 14 million different timelines and there's only one where they win. So he makes that trade, save that guy, because he knows Tony Stark is the key to them winning. Yeah, like I think he's, you could definitely tell just by the look on his face when he was fading away that there wasn't any fear or or anxiousness. There was contentment. So that's like we kind of land on this is what happened in the scenario that he saw where they won. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. So right. he know he knew this was inevitable and had to happen for them to ultimately win. So where does this, if you were to to rank as as you're like to do on Toy Galaxy, where where does this film rank for you in the in the the Marvel films? It's hard because uh, this one more than a- any of the others feels like it's only half a movie. Uh, I I don't feel like we've seen this entire movie yet. I think once we see Avengers four then I think we're going to consider those two movies as just one big movie. Uh, and then I think you would be able to sort of rank that. It, it, you know, a, as it exists, I, I don't know. This, this, it's hard to really put that in there. Um, I, I think my favorite, uh, hard to say, man, I, I really enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed that movie. Uh, I, you know, Winter Soldier is probably still number yes, one for me. Yes, yes. I need to see that again. I haven't watched it since I watched Ragnarok, uh, so I'm not really sure. I just, man, Ragnarok was just so much fun. And both Guardians of the Galaxies are just just a blast, just fun, fun movies. Uh, but I've always been a huge, huge Captain America fan, so, you know, if it comes down to two really great, two really fun movies, but one has Captain America in it, I'm going to give it to Captain America. So it's probably Winter Soldier, and right now i got to put Ragnarok at two, and then maybe this i'm not sure i gotta i gotta see this one a few more times Be- between punisher and cap damn we gotta hang out more <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you are speaking my language <laughs> okay dan we'll uh we'll get you out of here on this um of all the stuff that has toy potential in this film what are you hoping to see that we maybe haven't seen yet uh from infinity war um you know the the first wave of 
the first wave of uh, Marvel Legends that they put out and and even the smaller figures were pretty clearly uh, uh, based on non-finished concepts or intentionally based on non-finished concepts to not spoil anything. So the Captain America figure that's in this, this wave doesn't look like the Captain America that's in the movie. You know, like his shield is his his Black Panther claw shield. Things are different. His hair is different. His beard is different. Uh, and it's clearly based on an earlier version. Iron Man doesn't have because, you know, they don't want to spoil the surprises. He doesn't have any of those attachments. He doesn't have the big shield. He doesn't have those like laser things that float off of his back. You know, the Spider-Man figure doesn't have the 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 Iron Spider legs. So it's like. I'm hoping, and I didn't buy any of them because I, I, I'm hoping that there's going to be an updated wave later that actually fixes all these things that actually comes with all those bits. I like to think, as they pointed out in the newest half in the bag, that the Captain America figure was based on Jay from Red Letter Media. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it looks just like him. It's frightening. Yeah. Anyway. All right, Dan, thank you again for your time. We appreciate Absolutely. it. Uh, this being a, a separate episode, we'll give you an opportunity again to tell the people where they can find Toy Galaxy and where they can find you. Sure enough, YouTube.com slash Toy Galaxy TV is the best place. That's got three years worth of videos there, and we're always updating three times a week, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Uh, I am uh, my, I'm most active on uh, Instagram, at Toy Galaxy. Uh, but then you can also find me on Twitter uh, at Toy Galaxy Dan uh, on Twitter. Uh, Producer Greg's over there too. I think his is Toy Galaxy TV. Uh, and then, of course, you can always uh, head over to our Patreon, help support the channel, patreon.com/slash Toy Galaxy. All right, Dan, thank you very much Thanks for again, stopping man. by again. I, absolutely. We, very sure. welcome. Thank you very much. All right, folks. Uh, again, thank you, Dan Larson, for giving us that little bonus feature with him. Um, whew, Drew. I'm tired, man. Yeah, this is a big, big... Uh, it's a, it's a lot of programming we've given you this week, folks. And guess what? It was all recorded in one sitting. <laughs> so I'm uh, kind of out of gas, running on E. Got to get home to my wife and baby. Uh, but before I go, before we go, let's tell you where you can find us. If you want, you can find us on... Uh, find us on Twitter at Devil's Due Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Due Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devil's Due Podcast.com. Drew, how do we top this one? Ah, uh, we don't. We don't. Oh, boy. All right, folks. Thank you very much for sticking around. Uh, popping in for a bonus episode. We appreciate it. Drew, any last thoughts? No, sir. <laughs> All righty. Courts adjourned.